0: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, June the 19th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on June 19, 1964, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was approved by the U.S. Senate. Today in 1775, George Washington was commissioned officially by the Continental Congress as Commander-in-Chief of the Continental Army. In 1778, George Washington's troops would leave Valley Forge after spending the winter there in training to go up against the most powerful army in the world at that time, Great Britain, the British. Today, on in 1862, President Lincoln outlined his Emancipation Proclamation. And today, in 1865, Union troops arrived in Galveston, Texas. They arrived with news that the Civil War was over and that all of the remaining slaves in Texas were free. That's an event that's celebrated as Juneteenth. It's been around since then. People have been celebrating, but it's become very prominent the last few days, really, the last few weeks, with all the rioting of Black Lives Matter and all those other groups, Antifa and so on. And cities now, I haven't heard of any states, but I suspect they have or they will. But cities are starting now to declare that that is going to be a paid holiday, that corporations and businesses that are in cities are demanding that it it become a paid holiday today. Juneteenth. Today in 1945, millions of New Yorkers turned out to cheer General Dwight D. Eisenhower. He was honored with the parade. Today in 1952, celebrity panel game show, I've Got a Secret. Remember that? It debuted on CBS TV today, 1952. Today in 1987, the U.S. Supreme Court struck down a Louisiana law requiring any public school teaching the theory of evolution to teach creation science as well. 1987. But the Supreme Court said, no, we think evolution is science. We think creationism is just religious kind of myth. So they struck it down. They said there's no place in public education for creationism. One year ago today, the Trump administration ordered a sweeping about face on Obama-era efforts to fight so-called climate change, climate crisis, they're calling it now, easing restrictions on coal-fired power plants and other means of creating energy. That's a few things that happened today in history. Joe Biden is remaining strong in the polls. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but I wanted to mention it today. It's it, it's kind of amazing to me, really, but I'll tell you why I think it is that way. There are a couple of reasons, but he's remaining strong in the poll. Last week, he was leading Trump by eight points. This week, just concluding today, he's leading Trump between 10 and 12 points, depending on which poll you look at. But in almost all the polls, he's leading Trump. And I, it's kind of amazing. I mean, not that Trump is unbeatable, but Joe Biden, he's been locked in his basement all year. And I think that's part of their strategy because they don't want him talking to the public because when he starts to talk, he just loses his train of thinking. I mean, he does every time and he just goes off on something that's irrelevant to what he was talking about. I mean, it's, It just makes you feel a little bit sorry for him. But that isn't why people are getting behind Joe Biden. Polls are finding out that Biden supporters are far more likely to say that fear of Trump is why they're going to vote for him than enthusiasm for Biden. 63% of Democrats who say they're going to vote uh, for Biden say it's out of fear for Trump, fear of Trump. And only 31 of them say it's because they're enthused about Joe Biden. So what that tells us is the more he stays out of sight, the better off he is. Truly. The opposite is true among people who support Trump. Almost twice as many of the supporters say enthusiasm is their motivation, 62% say they're voting for Trump because they're enthused about what he's doing. They believe in what he's doing. And then only 33% of them are actually afraid of Biden. But I think there's something there to be afraid of, because if Joe Biden were to be elected, if he were to be elected, I can tell you that whomever the vice president becomes, they will be running the country. Maybe de facto, or maybe actually, I mean, he may not make it through it, term. He has some severe problems. We all do as we get older. I mean, I'm saying this very honestly, very sincerely. I mean, we forget stuff. I mean, you know, I'm over 40, and I understand that. And so do you, some of you at least. You're not as maybe as sharp. You're not as on it as you were when you were 39. Joe Biden is at that point in his life, and he is suffering from some kind of... I mean, he just loses his line of thinking. And he does it repeatedly. Not like he was having a bad day or, you know, he had a toothache or whatever. But he does, and that's reoccurring. So they keep him out of sight. They keep interpreting what he is or will be, other people speaking on his behalf, and then the anger toward Trump and all this other stuff going on out here that Trump is dealing with, all the rioting and everything under the guise of, You know, peaceful protests. They're not peaceful protests. I mean, sure, you can find some people that aren't burning down buildings, but you can find a lot of them that are doing it or trying to. So it isn't a peaceful protest, really. It's a protest, it's a riot in many cases. But Trump's dealing with all of this. And of course, anybody sitting on the sidelines, you know, at a football game, for example, you can always second guess the quarterback or the coach and whatever. That's called being a Monday morning quarterback. I mean, there's a term for that because everybody does it. If you're not in the game, it's easy to say, well, they should have done this. They should have done that. And this is kind of the way they're running this campaign. Nobody is saying, here's what Joe Biden, the president, will do. But all uh, all of his allies and the people that are kind of propping him up and Really, it's more like a little, you know, a marionette or a little puppet. I mean, they're pulling the strings, and he's just kind of going along. I mean, he's doing what he's supposed to do. And then they're interpreting it to the public. And at the moment, it seems to be working. There's another factor in that there, and I'll just, you know, just leave this with you. You probably know this, but we found in polls, uh, though I don't mean I was polling, but I was watching them, and a lot of people found in the polls when Trump ran for president back in the 2016 election. A lot of people, when they were asked in these, by these polling companies, you know, phone calls, people on the street. You know, I'm taking a survey for XYZ company. Uh, are you going to vote for, you know, Trump or Hillary? They would either say Hillary and kind of lie often, or they would just say, well, I'm uncertain. Because the uncertain factor was really high during that during that election, the run-up to the election. I think people, and I think even more so now, may be afraid to say out loud that they're going to vote for Trump. I mean, somebody will knock you down, you know, if they hear you say that. So I think there is that fear factor in this, sadly. But I think that is a part of it. But we'll see what happens. The good news is, as I've said before, God is in control he is he was in control before you and i arrived on this planet and he'll be he'll be in control all through eternity so this this is not out of control as far as the lord is concerned but boy we're living in some unbelievable times there's a new movement today that that is going to impact all of us and it is starting to in George Orwell's book titled 1984, he wrote it of course before 1984, I can't remember the day, it was a long time before that but anyway in that he was talking about this future dystopia and how that things would evolve and he was right on a lot of things and that's why he's quoted often now but the the main character in the book was a guy working for the government, and what he was doing in the book, he was this guy was changing words in historical documents from what he called and his comrades called bad language to newspeak, and that was just whatever words supported the narrative of what they wanted the, the present to be, and they were revising history, including historical documents, to, to affirm what they wanted to see at this point, 1984, in the book, a new and a progressive and evolved kind of culture. Now, that's just a book, but it's frighteningly true. And it's very close to what has happened. Well, Adidas, you know, like Nike, Adidas, they make sneakers and, you know, clothes and stuff. They're one of the larger, not the largest. I think Nike's the largest one, but they're they're a big deal. They make a lot of, of athletic clothes and one thing or another. Well, Adidas is announcing that they want to be on the front end of this revolution that's going on, the Black Lives Matter and all of that. So now they're beginning to remove words from what they say in their marketing and in their communications. The Business Insider read an article on this this week, and they were talking about it, not necessarily in negative terms. It was, if anything, maybe a little like, wow, here this is really progressive, you know, kind of thing. But they were talking about it, and, and Adidas is banning words. They can, you can't use these words like asset, reviews, internal, racist, language, sim, I mean, they're, they're changing everything to change the reality or to change the truth. And that is a problem. And that's why we've got to be informed. We've just got to be. Leading Democrats are now coming out and they're saying that we, we're going to rebrand, this is their words, we're going to rebrand this whole idea of defunding the police. Because it's not appealing to moderates within the Democratic Party, and it certainly won't appeal, hopefully, (laughs) they don't think it will appeal to Republicans. So prominent Democrats are giving a new spin on the idea of defunding the police. They haven't changed their mind. They're going to defund the police. They want to get rid of the police department, many of them. I don't know about all, but many. They agree with Antifa and Black Lives Matter and all of these people. House Majority Whip, Jim Clyburn, he's a black man who stepped up and really supported Joe Biden. Remember when Joe Biden couldn't even win his own primary in his own party? And Clyburn stepped up in South Carolina and he told every black person in that part of the country to vote for Biden. And they did. And Biden moved to the front of the class of all these people in the Democratic Party that were running for the presidency. Well, Clyburn has a lot of influence. He's been in. Congress a long time. And he said on CNN the other day, he said, I would simply say, as I have always said, nobody's going to defund the police. He said, quote, we can restructure the police forces, restructure, reimagine policing. He said, that's what we're going to do. The fact of the matter is, the police will have a role to play. And he goes on and on about, they'll have a role and blah, blah, blah. But if you really look at it, what he's saying is, of course we're going to defund the police, but we're not going to call it that. But Stacey Abrams, another a black woman who ran for governor of Georgia, and she lost a close race with a white man. But she uh, is the minority leader, or she's a former minority leader of the Georgia House of Representatives. She's calling the demand to defund the police, a false choice idea. She said, we're not communicating this properly. She was on ABC's This Week, last weekend. And Abrams, she's on the list of who Joe Biden is considering for his vice president running mate. She said on ABC, America needs a reformation of how police officers do their jobs and transformation in how we view the role of law enforcement. I'm quoting her. She said, "The reality is, we need two things. We'll use different language to describe it, but fundamentally, we must have that reformation and transformation. The reformation and transformation is defunding the police. I, boy, I'll tell you. It, I mean, that it, it's hard when you're trying to figure out what's going on in your culture. It's hard to figure out what they're really up to." And now they're changing the language, and that isn't new to this generation. This has been used back through the communist years in and, and the Soviet Union, and China thrives on that kind of thing. I mean, that, this has been endemic from the beginning of the human race, really. Deception is what it is. It's calculated. Deception. And a lot of people are confused. Even medical people get confused. There was a video out there the other day that I watched. I can't remember what it was on. It was on one of the news uh, organizations, and I can't remember which one, but it's a video. It shows a black man confronting some medical workers who are gathered out on the sidewalk. You know, they're showing that. You probably see, you may have seen this one, but... Their medical people are coming out and they're clapping, you know, to show that they're, and most of them are white, but they're clapping when Black Lives Matters are marching and whatever they're doing, including, you know, violence sometimes. But uh, they're all outside of a hospital. I can't remember what city and I can't remember what news organization, but I grabbed the, the quotes from what they were saying. But um, they were out there clapping, and, and I think it was in Cleveland, Ohio, maybe. But they were out there clapping, and, and, you know, the Black Lives Matter was going. Well, anyway, this black man comes up to all these people, and they all have on their white coats. There's a movement, White Coats for you know Black Lives Matter. And this black man comes up to them on this video, and he wasn't taking the video. Somebody else was, so he was very sincere about what he was doing. He comes up to them, up to these medical workers in their lab coats, their black coats, and he says... All lives matter. And they said, All lives matter. They shouted back at him. And he said, Or is it just some black lives matter? And they said, All black lives matter. All of them in chorus, you know, and really gusto. Then he says to them, he said, Well, what about the black babies killed in the abortion clinics? Do they matter? Man, these guys were stone quiet. I mean, they didn't know what to say. And he continued, he said, but black babies are killed in abortion clinics all the time. It doesn't matter. He said, does it matter to the medical people? Do their lives matter? He said, does the future of our black babies matter? Man, they didn't. I mean, (laughs) they were stunned. And um, it goes on, but he said, the black guy said to them, and there was somebody in the crowd saying something to him. It probably was derogatory. I don't know, but... Uh, you couldn't understand it on the video I saw, but he went on to say, he said, it's okay if you kill them in the womb, right? But if we don't respect the lives of our unborn children enough to save them and fight for them, our lives mean nothing when we're born. Well, that made a a good day for those medical folks into a bad day. (laughs) On every front, there are those that are working diligently to try to shape what you think. And I want to talk to you a little bit more about that today. Facebook removed an ad put up by the Trump campaign about Antifa this week. And I want to tell you about it. Not that this is a game changer, whether that ad is on Facebook or not. I mean, there's billions of people on Facebook, as you know. But the idea behind it is something we should all be aware of. There is a battle for your mind always and particularly now. I want to take a moment, just a moment, to encourage you to stand with us financially. These are tough times, and I want to thank you, all of you who support us and who stand with us, and some of you have recently begun supporting us. We need your help. I want to thank you for your support. To those of you who believe in what we're doing, you feel it has value and it's a ministry, I would encourage you to consider prayerfully becoming a supporter of what we're doing. It's tax-deductible. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. This Facebook ad was denouncing Antifa. You may recall that they're a centralized movement of far-left agitators. U.S. Attorney General Barr has already said, he's declared that they're a domestic terrorist organization by all accounts, except Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook. The riots in the streets are only exceeded by the media's battle for your mind. Let's talk about the battle for the mind just for a moment. Yesterday, Facebook removed this Trump campaign ad denouncing Antifa. As a result, President Trump has said he intends to officially declare Antifa, not as a result of their removing but as a result of their Antifa's activities, to be a domestic terrorist group. well, they qualify for that? The ad said that the Trump campaign put up on Facebook, it said this. I'm quoting it. Dangerous, and there was a picture and some images there. Dangerous mobs of far-left groups are running through our streets and causing absolute mayhem. They are destroying our cities and rioting. It's absolute madness. It's important that every American comes together at a time like this to send a united message that we will not stand for their radical actions any longer. We're calling on you to make a public statement and add your name uh, to to stand with the president against Antifa. Please add your name immediately to stand with your president and his decision to declare Antifa a terrorist organization. The now-deleted ad also featured Antifa's symbol. It's an inverted triangle that's red and with a black trim around it. Antifa uses it to symbolize their movement. The colors black and red are historically colors of the kind of the anarchy-slash-communist movement, all of which are available. All of these things are available for sale on their website. Apparently, they sell a lot of it. But Facebook and the far-left organizations that run cover for Antifa, they told Facebook that the triangle was a hate symbol because it was similar to the ones used in Nazi concentration camps. That's true. It is. That's why Antifa uses it. But the Trump people said, but the red and black triangle belongs to Antifa, not to us. We're communicating what they stand for. Well, Facebook said it's complicated. It's Antifa's anywhere else, but when Trump uses it to expose them, it becomes Trump's inverted triangle. Facebook spokesman explained to the New York Daily News, not to be confused with the New York Post, the Post tends to be more conservative, The New York Daily News is way out on the left. But this is what the Facebook spokesman said to their friendly New York Daily News. We remove these posts and ads for violating our policy against organized hate. Our policy prohibits using banned hate group symbols to identify political prisoners without the context that condemns or discusses the symbol. In other words, if they would have given what they're saying is, if they would have given a a history of this inverted triangle, the Trump people, then maybe they would have considered it. But because they didn't give a history of it, I mean, that's nonsense. They could have written 40 paragraphs of history on that inverted triangle, and Facebook would have still taken it down because they've made up their mind that if they can see a loophole to take this down, and they do it with a straight face, as though we all, all out here are so stupid that we don't get it. <laughs> and when you say, look, here is uh, this is a, a, a guy who's stealing you know, chickens from your chicken yard, and the guy's got two chickens under his arm, and he's running. And then somebody comes out and says, you're promoting theft or whatever. I mean, it's crazy. That's what's going on. In a post on Twitter, the Trump team posted an image showing the inverted red and black triangle, noting that it wasn't in the ADL's hate list, the symbol database, that they were not promoting the symbol, but promoting the president's desire to identify the organization and its symbols of domestic terrorists. I suspect they could, they don't care about me, I'm sure, but I suspect they could claim that I'm now promoting an inverted red and black triangle, because I'm talking about it. That's where we are in this culture. This is a deadly path that we're on, culturally. This looks like a simple misunderstanding. You know, Of course, you people on the right don't get it. But we do. We're evolved. I mean, it, that's the whole deal. But this happened once before. It happened back in 2018. Facebook deliberately censored political ads from the Trump team again on an entirely different issue ahead of the midterm elections in 2018, which the Democrats did quite well in. Facebook censored a Trump ad about dangers of mass immigration. Remember back then? I mean, it was really in the news and we were seeing these pictures and these images. It was, it was horrible. These people were, by the thousands, tens of thousands, were pushing up against our southern border, trying to illegally come into America. I understand I've spent a lot of time in Central America, Guatemala and El Salvador and uh, San Salvador and, and all of those countries. I mean with the people, not on a tour as a tourist. I've worked with them, I've helped them build churches. I've preached in the, out in the a lot somewhere, out in the field, and people would get saved and we'd say, "This is your church here and so on. I've been there, so I you know I don't want to hear any pushback on this and i will tell you these people have it really difficult but does that mean we should tear down our borders and become a non-country i don't think so that certainly isn't what the bible teaches so anyway they're doing this thing and facebook did the same thing they jerked it they said well you you are showing you are using sensationalism the Facebook spokesman at the time said the policy prohibits shocking, sensational, disrespectful, or excessively violent content in, it, content in paid ads. And it said they are the, the Trump campaign are dehumanizing or denigrating entire groups of people using frightening and exaggerated rumors of danger. I don't even know what to say about that. We all saw the danger. We saw what was happening. But we see what's happening today. Most people in America today don't even trust the media. Mark Twain once said, If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you read the newspaper, you're misinformed. That's kind of where we are today. God says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans 12.2 Thank you so much for being with us today. It's always a privilege, always an honor to spend a few minutes with you. We'll continue our conversation on Monday. In the meantime, have a great weekend. Hug somebody that you love, but don't breathe on them. Remember, we're distancing. I'll see you Monday.